Welcome to another episode of the In the Limelight podcast. I'm Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. You are tuned in to Booksmart's Authors on Show with Christy Francie. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Booksmart's Authors on Show, a creation of Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media, and I am your host, Christina Francie. And today I am thrilled to be interviewing Dr. Fatima Bustos Choi, who has over 30 years of corporate business management and organizational consulting experience. She has effectively designed and facilitated leadership development programs for major corporation, corporations such as Citibank, IBM, Wells Fargo, Raytheon, Merck Pharmaceutical, and Leap Incorporation. She is a graduate of California Institute of Integral, Integral Studies, excuse me, with a doctoral degree in transformative learning and change, and is a respected and sought-out facilitator and trainer. Her new book, More Than Money, Five Paths to Abundance and Success for Inner-Centered Entrepreneurs, is available on Amazon, and we are so excited to dive into the topic today. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Um, Tell me a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today. Great. Thank you, Christina, um, for having me on your show. I'm. It's truly a delight for me to be here and to meet your audience and share with them a little bit about myself. Uh, I am, as you mentioned, in terms of my corporate background, in terms of my professional background, but if I can share a little bit about my personal background, and that is um, I came to the United States uh, as an immigrant from the Philippines right after graduating from college. And I came like most, you know, Filipinos who are here seeking to fulfill the um, American dream. Yeah, and 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 what that is is really the idea of making our lives better, not just for ourselves. In my case, um, but mainly for my family. Being the firstborn of five children, I felt it was my duty to, um, you know, provide for my family a better life and so forth, and and so that's really the reason why I came to the United States just to in search of the American dream. And it was really more, it was a shock, of course, when I discovered how different it is, how vast the United States. And then, of course, getting into uh, my first job interview, not being accepted at first because of my accent. And for some reason, Maybe I was too naive at that time, but I just stood there in front of the hiring manager and said, so can I ask why you wouldn't? And that's when he said, because of my accent. And I said, can you understand me? And he said, yes. And and I understand you. So what is the problem? And he called two other senior managers to interview me. And you know what? I got the job. And so it was uh, my very first experience of corporate life, of the differences in this world versus my former world. But that taught me a lot, Christina. It taught me a lot about um, purpose, which of course is the start of my book. Um, 
purpose, my mission for coming here and to persevere until that mission is accomplished. And so that very first experience of, in a way, at first rejection taught me to be strong, taught me to persevere and taught me the, um, the value of having a purpose of having a mission because that's what carries, carried me through a lot of other challenges. That was just the first. <laughs> um, but throughout my career, throughout the search for my own, uh, like who am I, why am I here? What do I really want? Um, that first experience gave me the stepping stone and I look back at that experience going forward and it helped me a great deal to, to truly become the person I was meant to be and the person that I am today. No, I love that. And, you know, cause sometimes like in a situation like that, people would normally kind of like, um, you know, like be insecure with themselves and not, you know, be bold and strong and be like, well, you can understand me. I can understand you. What's the problem? You know? And I think that shows a lot of character and like you said, boldness and strength. And, you know, you're not going to give up on yourself and cower away. Cause you're like, I know I can do this job, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm meant to be doing this and, you know, take a second look at me. I am here and I am qualified and I am ready and able. Yes. So, yes. So you've had some personal struggles and challenges in your life and work. Um, You sought to help um, of several spiritual leaders and teachers who gave you profound teachings and guided you and helped you in your daily life, business, relationships, and all Mm -hmm. the above and creating a meaningful life. Um, What were your most important lessons you learned from your Mm -hmm. spiritual teachers that kind of helped shape you um, to who you are today? That's one of my kind of pivotal stories um, in my life. The first one, of course, is the one I shared with you. But there came a time, um, Christina, when I finally, I felt, I felt that I have achieved what I've been working towards. And that was, um, you know, a senior management position at a 400 company. Uh, I had a corner office, (laughs) I uh, um, traveled a lot and a lot of perks, a lot of recognition and on the surface, on paper, uh, even to myself, I felt, oh, this is what I've been working for. This This is why I struggled so much and I'm finally here and I've finally achieved a lot of these things after so many, many years. However, what followed were days of, like, I felt like I was just a robot. Mm -hmm. I felt I didn't have any emotions. So I actually was more numb. I was just going through the motions. I was flying to, from, from Los Angeles to the Bay Area, at first Oakland and then San Francisco every week Mm. and there came a time out of eight years you know with with the organization five of those eight years i was traveling every week monday 
I would fly up, come back Friday. And at the time I was a single mom and I was raising my one and only son. And so it was truly, uh, it was grueling. It was grueling. Yeah. And then I felt, what, what, why am I doing this for? What, what, what is this all about? Why do I still feel so empty inside? Yeah. Why does it feel like my soul is dying? And it was, it really was. Um, and so I, I really was in search of spirituality um, because I felt the material aspect was there, but it did not really fulfill my, my spiritual needs, my soul needs. And fortunately, I was invited to a, I was invited to a talk. And um, this talk was by a Mayan shaman in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And it became kind of the opening of the recognition that I needed spiritual help. And so I, you know, I went on some other sessions. In, in my book, I talk about the pilgrimage to Honduras to participate in a Mayan shaman ceremony. I studied with a spiritual teacher whose main focus was connecting to energy. And um, and then the last spiritual teacher, oh, and then I studied with another spiritual teacher on the I Ching. So, and then there were times when I just felt so alone. Yeah. You know, they, there is something about being so lonely at the top. I mean, it's not like I was up that pinnacle, pinnacle, but I couldn't, I needed somebody to talk to about the struggles I was having as a director, but in the corporate world, at least at that time, and I think even to this day, of course there's politics, of course there's all of these things and you, it's hard to trust, you know, and to be vulnerable. Yeah, And so I sought the help of uh, one couple of particular spiritual teachers. And I would, uh, like once a month, I would have coaching with them. In fact, once a month, I flew to New Mexico to meet with Howard Badhand. Um, and he taught me ways to look at my problems, my corporate problems, from a spiritual perspective. Mm -hmm. And that helped me a lot to not get so caught up in the, well, not only in the politics, but not get so caught up on the uh, uh, organizational, uh, you know, challenges, but mm -hmm. to rise above that and to connect with that inner voice. So what did I learn? First and foremost, I learned about my inner voice and that I always felt it. I always had this very strong connection to it, but I must admit, I did not always trust it. Mm -hmm. I must admit that I always looked to the outside for validation of what I was feeling inside. And so from the spiritual teachers, I learned to listen to my inner voice and to trust and follow, even against all odds. Yeah. And so I learned that. And then I learned also that all around us is energy and that our physicality is only one aspect of that. Mm 
but we have been so conditioned to believe that we as human beings are only humans, but we're we're more than human beings, you we know. Are. We are divine, divine human beings. And so I learned how to tap into that and to always look to that for my guidance, especially when things were tough and especially when like I I felt like I couldn't figure it out. Then I would come back to my inner self. And then the third is at the later part of my own spiritual journey and professional journey is uh, the latest of, of all the teachers um, is learning the connection, the integration of mind, body, um, soul, and energy. Yeah. And then I began to connect with my physical body um, as truly an instrument of my soul. And that is much of what I share in my book, More Than Money, uh, is that there are exercises. So all of the teachings from the previous teachers, they mm -hmm. were all integrated into this whole, you know, holistic approach um, to life. Oh, no, I love that. You know, we are like more than just human beings. We are very spiritual. We do have energy that like exudes off of us. And you're right. So many people are, people are programmed and conditioned to think that we're just, we're just, there's nothing else to us besides walking around, eating, talking, and just seeing what we see in the physical world. But there really is like, a whole other dimension that we can't see. And we are, you know, programmed and a little dumbed down sometimes to really know what our powers are. And we're way more connected to the universe than, than we, than we believe. And I love that whole like holistic approach of like connecting with your body, because, you know, if there's things going on in your world, like you were kind of saying, you're just living life day by day and, you know, you kind of shut it off in your mind, it's going to show up in your body somehow, you're going to have some type of physical reaction or yes. develop a disease, you know, because your body's at disease, like, so there's, it's all connected, you know, they say that like your gut is like your second brain, you yes. know, and it's listening to that. And so many people, like you said, you know, like trusting that inner voice, there's so many people that don't trust that inner voice. And, you know, I'm one of them, I'm trying to be better, but trusting yourself and knowing that, you know, you're going to be taken care of, um, mm -hmm. is probably the hardest thing I think for us to do sometimes, but yes. I'm pretty sure once you started doing that, you were like, wow, I couldn't believe like the results that I got from actually, you know, tapping in and really listening and moving forward and not doubting myself. Yes. Yes. And the thing that, um, you know, I think it's fascinating is that our inner voice talks to us all the time, all the time, <laughs> you know, in fact, even in the smallest of things, and this just happened a couple of days ago, uh, and um, there, what was the situation where I felt something? I felt something inside of me, and um, I thought, 
I'm going to just go for that and, and follow it. And sure enough, sure enough, I would probably say, sure enough, my inner voice was correct. And then, so what I do is, thank you so much. I just talk to my inner voice too. And yeah. say, thank you. Thank you for guiding me. I, I like so believe in you. And um, just that, just that acknowledgement, just yeah. that to say, thank you. I know you were right. I know, I know. Thank you for guiding me. Even those in, in really small, seemingly small incidents, but that's how we can truly develop that relationship with our inner voice yeah. and get that inner voice to become stronger and and more powerful and, and um, to tr so then we trust it more and it guides us even more. Uh, and I think that given our unprecedented challenges in today's world at all levels, mm -hmm. you know, at all levels. And I work with a lot of people, Christina, because as a leadership development um, consultant, so I work with organizations, I work with managers, I work with their employees, and then I have my own one-on-one -on -one coaching with people yeah. and what I'm finding is that there is a trend where I think people intuitively are now seeing that the the information that they kind of um, sought in the past to guide them are no longer adequate yeah they're finding that those uh conventional logical in fact even logical solutions are inadequate mm -hmm. and they're i mean look at what's happening in the corporations look at what's happening with the uh, uh the great resignation that turned into the great regret and now it's the quiet quitting i mean all these phenomenon yeah in, in just the last not even two years that corporations are faced with these challenges maybe they've been there all along but now they're truly are exacerbated yeah. and more pronounced and leaders are are looking to the past in terms of conventional ways of dealing with these challenges but they're not working no because it's the great awakening everyone's awakening to themselves and knowing that like there's more to it and then you know kind of like with covid like people were inside a lot like the, people had a lot of time to reflect on themselves and look around yes. at their environment and be like you know there has to be more like things slowed down yes it was very hard on so many families but it also made people you know, have like light bulb moments on like, what am I even doing? Like, yeah. what is this? Like, I'm just like a hamster in the hamster wheel. Like we're still slaves to, you know, just the corporations and the government still. And we're just living in this hamster wheel, like thinking that we're free, but we're not. Because if we were truly free, we would be having that spiritual free will. And like, doing the things that are outside of the box and not so structured and logical, like you were saying. So yeah, like a really good point about that. Yes. And so if I may just, um, uh, much of, much of these, uh, what I call phenomena and also 
trends, but they are real. And uh, they give us an opportunity to look at ourselves in a deeper, deeper way. Mm -hmm. It's not always easy. It's actually painful in many ways. And this is why, you know, this is why we have not been able to go inside of us because it is painful. It's a lot of work and it makes us accountable. And yeah. so for us, if we listen to somebody else and it doesn't work, it it's easy to blame that source. Exactly. Uh, and so that's why I think that, uh, you know, our conditioning is such that we look outside of us instead of inside of us. We yeah. haven't really been trained to do that. No. Yeah. Well, we have so many distractions, like the yeah. social media things, like when there's time to ourselves, like we're just focused on our phone and we're always busy and being distracted. And that we can't look inside and think when we're, we have distractions, you know, we got the TV on, we got our phones, we got, you know, our kids or whatever's going on, you know? So it's, yes. it's important to take that time. Yes. And now is the good time because we just finished the year, a year of, I'm sure a lot of wins, but also a lot of challenges. And I would say, you know, how do you want to end the year in just a few days? 2022 will be, you know, part of history, but how are you looking into 2023? You know, what are you, what are you envisioning for yourself? And mm -hmm. how might you truly, uh, you know, change? How might you, you know, what is it that you want to transform to? And in my book, More Than Money, which the title came from one of my entrepreneur interviewees, who was struggling a lot. And she said, you know, Fatima, being in business is more than money. And and it, that touched me. And, and it's true because most entrepreneurs, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. Why do you work? Why do you, why do you have a job? What's the first response mm -hmm. is it has to do with money, right? It has to do with, I have to live. I have to have a home. I have to, I have children. I have this, I have this which then boils to money, but then once you, when then you realize it's not just about money. I definitely had that realization when I was in the corporate world, as I shared. And, and so, but then people don't know how to find what is more than their money. Yeah. And this is why I offer the five paths, the path of purpose, like, why are you here? And again, I look to my own story. I look at the story of my mother and the stories of other entrepreneurs that I interviewed, but purpose is truly pivotal in our lives. And it is the one thing that now as we go into 2023, it's like reconnecting. What is my purpose? Yeah. And how have I lived my purpose this year? And how might I live it next year? And, and then the second one is the path of passion. You know, what, what is it that gives me joy? What is it that's going to carry me over the, the, over the threshold? Because purpose sometimes can truly be long, can be tough. And then the path of pain is something that is integral to life. No pain, no gain. Yeah. And I truly, I, um, I, I so believe in that. And, um, and then if we go through pain, instead of um, numbing pain, or 
suppressing pain or denying pain, when we go through it, we actually get to the path of promise. And that is the, uh, what's at the other side of the rainbow. Mm -hmm. And from there offers the path of possibilities. So I offer the five paths for people to truly connect with their inner voice. And as we welcome a, a new year, um, to, to have that sense of how am I growing? How am I transforming? And what do I need? you know, to, to, to get there, to be the best version of who I was meant to be. And um, so I offer also the principles. I offer practices like, you know, mind body exercises in the book. So people can do things, you know, by themselves, um, with themselves, anytime, anywhere, and be equipped to, to truly move towards the best person that they each of us are meant to be. I love it. No, I love that. It's so it's perfect for, you know, like you said, ending the new year and just sitting back and reflecting on yourself. And, you know, like you said, no pain, no gain. And you you have to go through that. And the, on the other side, you know, the rainbow is <laughs> promise and reward. And, you know, it's totally worth all that. And you know, passion is what's going to keep you going because like you said, purpose can be long and, you know, sometimes you can have doubts in your purpose. So you got to have that passion to keep you going. It's kind of like the coal to fuel the fire, you know? Yes. Um, so do you have like a role model that kind of helps keep you on track um, to, to stay focused on all of those five purposes and, you know, just reconnect with yourself? Thank you for that question, Christina, because yes, I do. And it is my mom, my mother. Oh. And she is, she's, I wrote about her in the book pretty much throughout. And what's interesting is I'm the firstborn, as I had shared earlier. And I didn't, I mean, I always loved my mom. You know, always a dutiful daughter. <laughs> always loved my mom, my parents, and of course. But I didn't realize the depth. And I think this is one of the best gifts of writing the book is the depth of my mother's love for us. Yeah. Uh, and the depth of my love for my mom. It was yeah. such a beautiful, it was because my mom passed two years ago and uh, it was at the time of COVID. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I, in 2020, actually before COVID, uh, I think COVID came to the U.S. around March 2020. Yeah. And in April, I was talking to her FaceTime uh, and, you know, she had a stroke mm. while I was talking to her. Oh my God. I so, couldn't even imagine. So her, her, her. Her facial expression will always be embedded in in my mind. Anyway, fast forward, I could not go home. She's in the, she was in the Philippines. I'm here mm -hmm. in the U.S. I couldn't go home because of COVID restrictions. So April, April, May, June, by July, I finally got to go home. 
uh, because I knew it was the last time I would see her. And that trip alone was like every single day I was on the phone with the airlines. Oh, plane canceled. Oh, embassy. It, it was it was truly a uh, an arduous uh, undertaking just to go home yeah. to see my mom. But, you know, it was meant to be. I knew it was the last time I would see her. And um, but she's my role model, yeah. Because and and I and uh, there's a uh, a, a a chapter in the book where I kind of summarize the five paths and how my mother embodied those. Of course, she was not aware of it. She just lived her life the best way she could as a mom and as a businesswoman. And it was really through her channeling that I, in a way, dedicated the book to entrepreneurs because she was my first teacher yeah. as an entrepreneur. Uh, when she opened her own business, I was by her side. I was like not even 12 years old. So <laughs> child labor. <laughs> she, she put me to work, but I learned a lot about customer service, customer mm -hmm. experience, uh, you know, just focusing on your goal and going through going through a lot of, of of struggles but that you know at the same time fulfilling your passion so yes so she is my role model i i look to her a lot for inspiration and um uh encouragement and even though she's gone i know that she's always looking after me and after you know my my siblings, mm -hmm. uh, and and hers is, yeah, yeah. I I, I learned so much from her, Christina. Oh, that's and, so beautiful. Yeah, and, and I think it's so helpful for each of us to have somebody. Yeah, be your, you know, it could be a, a former mentor. I mean, I have a lot, I have a lot of role models, and I'm grateful and lucky. Uh, in that respect. Um, but my one go-to is my mom. <laughs> yeah, there's always something about those mama relationships, for sure. Yeah, those deep connections. But no, I love that. That's a great, beautiful answer. So and I I'm also, you and Wait. I'm also a mom. So I'm, you know, kind of uh, channeling what I learned from my mom, both what to do and what not to do. It's the both sides. And mm -hmm. And, you know, also really work towards having that kind of meaningful relationship with my, you know, my one and only son. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a mom to two boys. So, <laughs> so, so we're mama boys. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um. So Fatima, Dr. Fatima, that was like amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. And I know that you have some events coming up. Would you like to let the audience know about some of the things that you have going on in the near future? Yes, um, 2023 will truly be uh, a wonderful and exciting year as I'm, you know, looking forward to it. Um, I will be leading a, a, a women's retreat in 2023, one or two at this point in time. I, I do have online classes. And actually, I will be launching an online version of More Than Money. Mm -hmm. uh, and yes, and it'll be, it'll be um, I just 
you know, finished, we're just finished with the editing and um, the online course provides more than what I could write in the book. So I think it'll be a good way to supplement and complement the book as well as um, coaching. And so I'm involved in a lot of nonprofit organizations as well, Christina. And so I do, you know, a lot of pro bono teaching engagements, uh, especially on holistic wellness uh, and uh, mental health and so forth. So there's a number of that coming down the pike uh, starting in January with both professional corporate classes as well as um, online classes and um, for nonprofit organizations uh, that I support. Awesome. And you can get the book, you can find it on Amazon and is, can you find it anywhere else or is it just on Amazon? Primarily on Amazon for now. Um, and it became an Amazon bestseller when it was first released uh, back in May. And uh, uh, so, yeah, please, you know, uh, avail yourselves of the book and maybe a gift, you know, to your, to your, uh, to the people you love. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Book Smarts Authors on Show. And I hope to see you guys all in the next one. Thank you. And thank you, Christina, so much for this interview and being part of your show. Have a wonderful rest of the year and all the wonders of 2023. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Book Smarts Authors on Show here on the In the Limelight Podcast Network, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe, and don't forget to tell your friends.